Welcome to Nightcap's video, where each film provides the perfect end to an evening of regret and debauchery. How may I help you? Just browsing. Don't uh, bother me. Okay. Say, if you describe what you're looking for, maybe I can make a recommendation. Mm, Alright. I'm mostly looking for good writing good dialogue with believable characters whose actions and beliefs are justified and congruent. Something realistic. Basically the opposite of a Mark Wahlberg movie. Ooh, I've got just the thing. Before Sunset. Huh, what's it about? It's two people walking and talking in different European cities. That's it? Do they discuss anything interesting? Uh, kinda? I still don't understand. Who would want to watch people walk and talk for 90 minutes? Well, it's better than just listening to them talk for an hour and a half. That's, you know, silly. I guess you have a point there. Listen, I'll rent it to you half off. Alright, deal. Excellent, let me just bag that for you. Thanks for stopping by Nightcap's video. Enjoy before sunset. He's gone. It's gone. Master, I was finally able to find someone willing to rid us of that cursed Blu-ray. May I please just go home and see my family again? It's all I want. <laughs> oh no. You're not done yet. Hello, lovebirds and incels. Welcome to Nightcaps at the Theater. You have caught us uh, at the tail end of our summer loving slash summer blockbuster month uh, theme season. I don't know. This uh, We don't really follow a rigid routine, in case you haven't noticed. But uh, I am Matt. Ooh, I thought of something before. I've lost it. Cabrera. And uh, with us, we have a. a should we? Uh, I'm oh, here. I'm gonna introduce you first. Right? Yeah, you I'm do the that. happiness not found in a warm gun, Jonathan Gwykowski. Ooh, see, that's good. Yeah, that's a, a Beatles with a Beatles with an A reference. And with us, uh, because we really wanted to fill in the void left by the ghost of Mark, who yeah, who is, I killed we're because not he on, hated Hereditary. We're not on speaking terms with. <laughs> So we have a guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. I'm Greedy Greg. He's Greedy Greg. Greedy Greg, the one listener of our podcast. Thank you, Greg. We love you so Thank much. You. And I understand you want a contest to uh, be part. 
what? this episode. Huh? I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, literally. Go. The only one that listens to any episode ever. Very nice. And, uh, yeah. Is there anything else we... Any other pleasantries we well, need to... I mean, to? Greg and you and I met up in high school. I guess we have to oh, we're gonna, establish oh, that Oh, we're going to go right? deep. Yep. Yeah. Was, uh, high we're sc- Hillside and Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Good old Chillside bus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've been on that bus a few times. It, Yo, there was go some down. shit going Damn, down. daddy. Remember that one time we only got arrested on the, the hillside oh, yeah. bus? Oh, things get crazy. <laughs> I wasn't that. smoking no black officer. <laughs> on the Elizabeth bus, I would just fall asleep. I would fall asleep and miraculously wake up right at my doorstep. <laughs> Which we didn't know. We thought the hillside bus was there. But, it uh, still is. Oh, man. Weird things. Now my brothers take the hillside bus. Wow. Oh, no. The new generation. Wow. Are they H-Town! Li- it's a batch of courage, isn't it? Are they listeners of the podcast? No. Do they know we exist? I think they're a little young for the explicit nature. Yeah. Oh, that's possible. That's, that's maybe, maybe anime was not a mistake is for them. Maybe. I'm a little more PG on anime was not a mistake. <laughs> okay. Plug. Yeah. <laughs> Watch those movies. Well, Greg, you're joining us because you're you're going away. I am. I'm on my way. Oh, man. To the Midwest. That's crazy. No! Are you excited? Ah, <sighs> well, <laughs> it's a little it's a little flat and boring there, but <laughs> it'll be a lot less crowded, and I won't have to, like, curse the heavens every time I go outside. That's true. That is very true. Simba. And you're, no! And you're excited for the new job, or, yes. you know, to be more on hands at your, well, your current job. Yeah. A lot very of independence nice. coming along. Yeah. Cool working at that craft yeah um, I don't know how to do chores or anything like that yeah you so. put you put flavors and things <laughs> yep I do that he's the flavor man greedy Greg <laughs> the flavor guy so it is weird that um you are indulging us with eating McDonald's knowing all of the bad stuff that is in that food no it's, it's preservatives it's it means great. it only preserves our life a little <laughs> all bit natural longer. ingredients oh all right you hear that mcdonald's yeah sponsor of the podcast <laughs> mcdonald's eat that shit well thank you yeah. very much for joining us um especially you know taking time out of your busy schedule why tonight oh. greg why you're in <laughs> for some torture tonight well that might be true i'm excited to see what we got oh no well, i guess we should show it to you um I what d- could it be <laughs> yeah i did not really leave a hint last time and i'm i'm not gonna leave any hints today because i know what it is there's just no point uh all right any guesses as to what we're watching tonight i know what it is give your hints to greg <laughs> all right Oh, I didn't prepare any, but let's see what I can come up with. Uh, two people, a pair, walking, talking. Okay. Loving. Yep. Got it. Oh, You, you got it? You're down, right. Greg? Well, I'm sorry you had to show up on this episode. What do you think? Of all I'm episodes. Ready. What, do you, what do you think it is? Um, it's got to be one of the Before Trilogy movies. Oh! oh! He listens! My God! <laughs> Which one would you uh, would you think? Well, okay, so I haven't I haven't listened to the last few episodes, so I'm not sure if you guys have covered one no, in, the re- in no. recent weeks. No, but uh, I would I would imagine that we would just start with the first one, right? Well, we Ooh. saw no. even our biggest fan of the podcast is not a much <laughs> doesn't of know a that we saw listener. before sunset. Yeah, we're bef- uh, yes, that is what we are watching tonight, Before Sunrise. Oh, no, is it? It's what we had watched last oh, year. Oh, Before Sunrise, okay. sorry. Yes. It goes Sunrise, Sunset, and then 
maybe something else, but that's for another time. Yeah. We are watching... Before Sunset. Richard Linklater's Before Sunset, featuring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. You know them from such films as... Before Sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) You know his spawn uh, from Stranger Things. Season (laughs) 3. Yeah. Have you watched that, Greg? I have not seen Stranger Things 3 yet. Um... I just got back from two weeks of backpacking in New Mexico, so I have nothing to contribute to uh-huh. the Amuz Bush. Uh. Oh, I got back from backpacking in New Mexico. <laughs> oh, they, they don't have Stranger Things. They don't have uh, TV in there. In the wilderness, in the New Mexican wilderness. Oh, they have their own Stranger Things out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, they have their own uh, Hawkins, their own Upside Down. I have seen Before Sunrise, though, so this will be <gasps> nice to watch the second... Oh. Well, trilogy, nice. so it's perfect, very fitting for I'll me. I'll rest my soul That's then. That's awesome. Yeah, thank God. Well, Otherwise, I wouldn't think you would want to be here tonight. No, this is perfect, actually. Oh, you know what I meant to do when I introduced the film? Oh, you meant to, to uh, take off, take out the film? Look at this. Ooh. Uh, that's Criterion, that is. It is Criterion. Unopened. Is. Oh, a little ASMR in oh, here. Oh, no. Yeah. No subtitles, that means. It is a brand new Re- shrink wrap. Let's record the unboxing. Shrink wrapped box set of the Before Trilogy from oh. Criterion. Oh, no. And the audience has the pleasure of listening to the, uh, well, the unboxing. <laughs> Fuck. Just Shit's like so any unboxing. Yeah, Shit's a lot of hard. expletives there. God. Why did they do this? There's, it's shrink wrap twice. Are you oh. serious? <laughs> did you buy that during the Criterion half off sale or? Um, no. <gasps> I, got, I got a good deal on it. But I, to, this month is the the half off sale. I you could have bought that half off. I think I already got it at half off. <gasps> uh, Walmart. Walmart. God, they make this so difficult. Okay. Ooh, it's opened. I feel fulfilled. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I love the artwork in uh, the Criterion selection. And I do believe this one actually contains subtitles. I don't believe that. A Criterion <laughs> with subtitles, that doesn't exist. I know, but I'm pretty sure this does. <gasps> so there it is, Before Sunrise. Oh, wow. yeah, a nice little cover. That's, that's, nice the, first, little that's the first one. Yeah, we saw that already. That was... Before sunset. Oh boy. Ah, yes. Age has set in. (laughs) And will it go on? (laughs) We'll see. I really hope they don't introduce a fourth uh, title because then I'll have to throw throw this out. Yeah. Or maybe trade it in. (laughs) You're like, oh, Criterion, do you take trade ins? Uh, But uh, let's see. I got some notes to introduce this film, get you guys in the right mindset. Thank God. I don't know what to expect. Well, if you don't recall the events of Before Sunrise, Jesse, uh, one of our leads, is played by Ethan Hawke. Yeah. He's an American touring Europe, while Celine, uh, the other lead, (laughs) is played by Julie Delpy. Yeah. Uh, She's a French woman heading back to school in Paris. Circumstances bring them together on a train where they meet, decide to stop at the next station, Vienna, and uh, spend a day walking around and talking, being serenaded by gypsies and poets and other very European things. Eventually they have a picnic in a park, sleep together, and depart <coughs> the next day with a promise to meet a year or a year and a half from now, or maybe six months, I don't really remember. And that is the end of Act 1 of our trilogy. For a more in-depth look at the movie, please feel free to go back and check out Episode 14 of this very podcast. Now, 
Uh, I'm more impressed you looked up the the number of our podcast oh, that a, we watched the episode because I was sitting here just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I don't that it's that. Number. Oh, it's just a quick Google away. We're very easy to find. Now, uh, so last episode when we did before sunrise, I tried very hard to conceal the fact that uh, that was but the first of a trilogy. But the cat's out of the bag now, and so after before sunrise, Link later the director. And a uh, writer, Hawk and Delpy, discussed making a sequel. Linklater considered a version that would be filmed in four locations with a much larger budget, but he couldn't get the funding for it. So, thankfully, in my opinion, he scaled back the concept. Uh, this, so the original came out in uh, 1995, and Before Sunset came out in 2004. And so between this time, uh, nine years' time, the group made several potential scripts and ended up incorporating some elements from earlier drafts of Before Sunrise. Uh, Link later described the process of completing the final version of the film as, quote, We sat in a room and worked together in about a two- or three-day period, worked out a very detailed outline of the whole film in this sort of real-time environment, and then over the next year or so, we just started emailing each other and faxing. I was sort of a conduit. They would send me monologues and dialogues and scenes and ideas, and I was editing, compiling, and writing. And that's how we came up with the <laughs> he script. He was doing it all! Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Hawk, Ethan Hawk, said, It's not like anybody was begging us to make a second film. We obviously did it because we wanted to. We weren't begging. <laughs> Matt <laughs> I, was. I was begging. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people that want to know. You know, the first one ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. It sure does. Got to see what happens. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll mention this right now. Broad critical acclaim. Just saying. And uh, this movie, Before Sunset, has appeared on many publications' list of the best films of the 2000s. I would say many people agree that this is better than Before Sunrise. Which yeah, had some mixed. Oh my god, better reviews. than before sunrise. <laughs> Are we gonna expect more witty conversation between the two? Yeah, I don't know about witty, but we'll see. Oh no. <laughs> but um yeah. Let's uh, let's find out what ended up happening after that fateful Viennese night. This is before sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sobbing. It was beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Before sunset. And, uh, yeah, I guess I should mention what we were drinking. We were drinking a red wine, French, and a white wine, also French. Mm, but because, why? Because you'll never guess that's where this movie takes place. Yeah. Another European, uh... What's France? A city? The city. <laughs> the, Provence. Yeah, the city of France <laughs> in the country Paris. Yeah. That's where this movie is. Um, uh, I don't know the specific Initial names. Initial thoughts, yeah. Let me, let me pull out these bottles real quick. This is... <laughs> okay, so the liquor store we went to had a very small selection of French uh, Damn, they gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is all over my fingers. <laughs> really? The red was... Really interesting. It was a Chateau Le Rui, which I believe means house, castle, or oh. mansion of the streets. 
uh, from Bordeaux, and it is a 75% Cabernet Sauvignon, 25% Merlot. So it's a blend. And uh, I actually like this one a good amount. I would yeah. recommend it to the audience. And uh, the other one was the Masson Village, a, a Chardonnay. Masson de Village et Chardonnay. Yeah, also from French. Founded in 1859. Also huh? from French. How did you like them? Because I didn't drink them. Were they good? They're gone now. Who drank them? A- April? Oh my god. I'm oh my god, April's on the podcast. We did it, folks! <laughs> that shows how much I like this movie. Yeah. Oh, April. And this wine. You might like my next pick then. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's nothing like this, but it has a similar mood. It's nothing like this as in... <laughs> It's nothing romantic. Like. Oh, it's romantic, it's, it's but in an Arnold extremely different way. <laughs> okay. It's the same length, okay. too. But okay. yeah, I had enough wine to make me in here. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you qualified. So, yeah, so the Chardonnay. So suck it, fans. We did it. <laughs> Two bottles of French wine. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's really good. I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't really like the white. April really liked the white. Mm-hmm. I That's really like. I finished the whole bottle. <laughs> didn't give other people That's a okay. To try That's true. It. I, got I really like the red. Yeah. I finished, I guess, two thirds or three quarters of the bottle. Uh, but I have to drive, so yeah, I'm gonna be responsible. So why this movie, Thanks Matt? Why this movie? Yeah, I. It's come on, you watched it, right? It's I so did. Oh, it's so I great. love it. It's right up my alley. And it's, you know, I was giving a lot of a lot of shit to the first movie, <laughs> but I'm hooked which, now. Which I'm is, there, which is a little bit fair because yeah. you know the first movie is kind of oh. set up. It's very much in the mindset of early twenty-something-year-olds. Um, just trying to pretend they know more about the world than they do. And in this one, they just are much more grounded. It's more, I guess, relatable for Real. our generation. Yeah. Um, and maybe just all in general. It's it's so much fun. It's about like learning how to relate to uh, your fellow man. Yeah. It's, it's a blast. I, I got it. that. And I feel like, you know, it's so short. It's so scant. And... Just from a filmmaking perspective, I love how they pick up the story nine years later. Okay, so the gap between these movies, um, as I mentioned in the intro, 95 to 2004, that's nine years. And they treat it as if the movie is happening, you know, kind of in real time. So nine years have also passed between uh, the time when we've seen these characters and... Yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, they're aware of it in the movie. They comment on it. It's very kind of meta. There are some meta moments, which I'm sure we'll get into. And mm-hmm. I, it's, there's just so much to love. I like the writing. It comes off really natural, um, you know, kind of silly at points. You, <laughs> uh, we'll bring this up later, but at one point, Ethan Hawke does slide down a railing. <laughs> uh. And it's like... My least favorite part of the film. <laughs> I mean, I liked it just because it was so out there. Um, but I, you know, that's people playing with their environment. That's people like not trying to be actors on set. That those are just people trying to live in the uh, here and now. So it came off natural to me, despite being super silly. Oh, yeah. I feel as though he was he was improvising when he did that. I don't think that was in no, the script. No, in, in fact, they were doing the exact opposite by what I read from the... I mean, I didn't know this film was coming, but I may have <laughs> glanced at a note or two, and I feel Ooh. like uh, 
the principals of this film spent months writing and uh, corresponding with Richard Linklater about oh, yeah. what to say on screen. Yeah, they did spend, uh, you know, years discussing this. Years. Years, Greg. Years. There's a, there, there's a good amount of planning involved just because they did really want this film to be, to play out in real time. So basically, we watch it over 80 minutes. That's one hour 20. And the movie itself takes about an hour and 20 minutes to unfold. So it's pretty much like as real to real time as the first I think we've ever gotten in a movie. Uh, The first film is not exactly real time. It takes place over a night. Yeah. But you do have like cuts. And it's a whole night because they wake up. This, the sun's coming up. This was like you know, literally... Before sunrise. This was literally one hour and 20 minutes. Ago. Very fluid. Yeah. yeah. You see... there. I mean, there are cuts, obviously. Um, there is one shot that takes about 11 minutes. And that's like one take. Um, but, you know, this was filmed over 15 days in general. Um, on the production schedule. And in order to accomplish that look and that feel, they had to... Basically, you know, if they didn't get a, a take right the first time, they had to we come back it. the next day yeah. and at do it at the time. same time. Yeah. Yeah. So they always shot like between, uh, you know, almost, I guess, dusk, you know, almost right before sunset. Before sunset. Afternoon. Yeah. Early evening. Um, and I just, you know, I admire that even, even despite those kind of limitations. Um, I think they succeeded and they really were only able or they were able to get it done in only 15 days which i think is that's crazy incredible yeah. yeah it's hard for me to say which one i like the most so far um going back i kind of like the first one just throwing me in there and being like oh, what is this movie these pretentious <laughs> uh people are talking about things that don't really matter for an hour and 20 minutes but now i'm yep. like oh god i feel for them <laughs> let's hope they get together so it's just really goes to you hope that? You, you For the second film, together. yeah, I, I kind of want to see them together. Because I wow. feel like Ethan Hawke, as we can listen to uh, the first episode on this podcast, I felt like he was a douchebag in the first movie, and now yeah. he's mm-hmm. slightly less douche-ish. He's, oh, wow. he's matured. He's the same. Which, yeah, which I, can, I can agree with, you know. I mean, he's married. So we'll go there. Oh, you <laughs> feel so bad yeah, but, it's un- but it's an unrewarding relationship. Okay, but this... Uh, Talking about being um, shooting 15 days and uh, mm-hmm. it's almost like 15, no, how many hours? One hour and 20 minutes right? yep. yeah. in real life. Yeah. It feels like a reality show to me. It does, it's really, yeah. It's really good. A little bit, but, yeah. you know, with more, I guess, intelligent people than we're used to seeing on reality TV. <laughs> well, definitely. Very the philosophical. The yeah. Yeah. A lot of so very good. deep conversations exactly mm-hmm. so i i do have uh, some I guess notes kind of a ton of notes from All behind right. the scenes here we go let me dive in all right i'll try to make this quick the movie was filmed entirely on location in paris i mean that's probably that's probably obvious <laughs> you know no sets involved here it opens its it opens inside the Shakespeare and Company bookstore on the left bank. Which of- we just passed a day ago, guys. We were there yesterday. There was Did a we? Shakespeare and Company that we passed in New York City. Oh, I didn't even see it. Before Moby Dick. Hmm. I didn't notice. I it was there. I noticed. I saw. Well, other lo- a great pl- uh, point to drop a hint. <laughs> other locations in Paris include they're walking through the Marais district of the 4th arrondissement. Le Pur Café in the 11th arrondissement, which I assume is where they got coffee. The Promenade, uh, Planté Walk, 
uh, park, sorry, in the 12th arrondissement on board a bateau mouche. That's a boat. I don't know what mouche is, actually. <laughs> from Quai de la Tronelle to Quai Henri Le Fort, Le Quatre, sorry. And that's uh, what Julie Delby kept on trying to make uh, Ethan Hawke understand. Henri Quatre. Henry Ford. Henri Henry Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> the interior uh, of a taxi, and finally, Celine's apartment. Uh, described in the film as located at 10... Yeah, you know, this doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie had a budget of about $2 million. Really? U.S. Wow. Um, it's noted for its use of the Steadicam for tracking shots. Lots of, you know, of course, walking and talking. I already mentioned the 11-minute take. Uh, this summer apparently was one of the hottest on record, and the cast and crew had to suffer along with the city residents as temperatures exceeded 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 38 degrees Celsius. Oh, get over yeah. it. 38 degrees. Yeah. Enjoy that, seeing we got much. the same temperatures <laughs> here right now. For two yeah. weeks straight. Yeah. yeah for it's most... going to rain all week, people. Get used to it. <laughs> as soon as we walk out. Yeah, as uh, is our tradition yeah, on for, the podcast. So for most of the production, it was over 100 degrees. And uh, the film is notable for essentially taking place in real time, as I mentioned, as in the time elapsed in the story is the runtime of the film. Uh, in the fast-changing temperate Paris climate, this created challenges for the cinematographer to match the color and intensity of the skies and ambient light from scene to scene. They were mostly shot in sequence as the screenplay was still being developed, even uh, during the shooting. Um, and I already mentioned... Uh, actually, I might not have mentioned it while we were recording, but the sequel was released nine years after Before Sunrise, and that's the same amount of, amount of time that has lapsed in the plot since the events of the first film. So, you know, this isn't uh, maybe a traditional sequel where you would get that cliffhanger resolution. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's not something released in 2004 that takes place in 95, December of, 19, of 1995, when they had promised to meet this is literally nine years later which you know is kind of a richard linklater technique we see a similar thing in boyhood and i just you know i appreciate that about him he loves the concept of time and the passage of it uh this film was released in the wake of ethan hawk's divorce from uma thurman which you they know, didn't get back together there i don't think so no so that means maya hawk was a product of a broken household oh <laughs> ah but she's thriving nonetheless. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, some commentators drew parallels between Hawk's personal life and the character of Jesse in the film. Uh, An additional comment has noted that both Hawk and Delpy incorporated elements of their own lives into the screenplay. Delpy, uh, Julie Delpy, actually wrote two of the songs featured in the film, and a third by her was included in the closing, closing credits and movie soundtrack. So the song we did, we heard at the beginning, was in fact by her, written by her for the Julie film. Delpy? Wow. As a summer. Mon Dieu. Yeah. As, yeah. I didn't tell me. Oh, yeah. oh I had to leave singing, it until now. It was very fitting. So it did, it did kind of feel <laughs> like it was prescribed <laughs> for yeah. this yeah. film. It felt very Parisian. randomly could be so fitting for this film. <laughs> yeah. It was written just for the film. No such thing as coincidence. Yeah. Um, so, I've got some uh, choice quotes from critics. Uh, Roger Ebert, comparing this movie with the first, says, 
Before Sunrise, uh, the first one was a There better be a scenes from Marriage by uh, Ingmar Bergman <laughs> in think, that reference. I don't think people have caught up on have caught on. <sighs> it's that. the same movie, just, you know, one's abusive, one's not. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Before Sunrise was a remarkable celebration of the fascination of good dialogue, but Before Sunset is better. Perhaps because the characters are older and wiser, perhaps because they have more to lose or win, and perhaps because Hawk and Delpy wrote the dialogue themselves. Although they did write the dialogue for the first one, I'm just not sure how known it was at the time because I don't believe they were credited as screenwriters. And uh, in her review for the Los Angeles Times, uh, Manola Dargis lauded the lauded the film as a deeper, truer work of art than the first, and praised director Linklater for making a film that keeps faith with American cinema at its finest. Uh, Rolling Stone's review says Hawk and Delpy find nuance, art, and eroticism in words, spoken and unspoken. The actors shine. And someone from The Observer said they both actors are excellent and their performances of real death. Depth. <laughs> this death, time, death. there is death in the film as well. <laughs> This time, too, they're, uh, they're doing more than appearing as fictional creations in a Richard Linklater film. They now share the writing credit with him and are clearly putting much of their experiences of the past decade into characters they have possessed and been possessed by. Um, on the other end, someone from the New York Times, A.O. Scott, says it was sometimes maddening, but also enthralling precisely, precisely because of its casual disregard for the usual imperatives of screenwriting. Uh, he later went on to say, Can't they just say what they mean? Can you? Language, after all, is not just about points and meanings. It is a medium of communication, yes. But also of avoidance, misdirection, self-protection, and plain confusion, all of which are among the themes of this movie, which captures a deep truth seldom acknowledged on screen or in books. Uh, this film was ranked the 110th greatest movie of all time by its oh. 2008 Empire Poll in the UK. In 2010, critics at The Guardian placed Before Sunrise, Before Sunset at number three in their list of the best romantic films of all time and called the ending of Before Sunset one of the most tantalizing and ingenious endings in all cinema. Dang. And I, I was going to use that you know, as a quote, as a hint, but I didn't want to give away the ending. I and, think we all knew what it was, man. And that's the other the, <laughs> part of it. it wasn't, um, you didn't guess this? I, I don't know the ending. Well, I mean, like, you didn't guess this was the film that Matt was going to pick? No, she knew before. Oh, that I don't Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. I didn't know the ending either. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, we still don't know the ending. Mm -hmm. And who so, knows if we ever will. Another fun fact, I guess, is in the movie. I kind of mentioned this in the last uh, episode about this topic, but in the movie, Jesse confesses to Celine that he wrote a book about their meeting nine years before, partially in the hope that she would read it and reestablish contact with him. And this part, you know, part of this, or the essence of this is based on Richard Linklater's own life, where he once spent a night walking and talking around Philadelphia with a woman named Amy in, 1980, in 1989. Uh, they initially stayed in touch over, over the phone, but lost contact eventually. And in 94, when Linklater was shooting before sunrise, um, Linklater was secretly hoping that Amy had heard of the movie and would show up at the premiere, but unfortunately she didn't. Uh, when Before Sunset released, she he hoped the same, but she did not show up either. Oh. And it wasn't until 2010 before Linklater, uh, or before Linklater started production on the last sequel, 
that a friend of Amy who knew about their story contacted Linklater to tell him that Amy had died in a mortal motorcycle accident. Oh my god. On oh. May 9th, 1994 at the age of 24. <sighs> so she wouldn't be able to see yeah, these things. Just, just oh, the, death. Just a few weeks before oh. he started shooting before sunrise. Oh, that's so yeah, sad. That's tragic. Yeah. Uh, the man and the man and woman that Celine speaks to in the courtyard of her apartment when you know they're discussing the party. The oh, barbecue, I know this. It's her dad. Yeah, they're played by Julie yeah. Delpy's real parents, Albert Derby or <laughs> Albert Derby. Delpy. <laughs> uh, my apologies. Yeah. Albert De- Delpy and Marie Pillet. Uh, let's see. Other things are okay. This is a fun fact relating to the original movie. Jesse has married a woman because she became pregnant, and they are now in a wedding crisis, or, you know, an unhappy marriage. Shotgun wedding. This Mm -hmm. parallels the story he told in Before Sunrise about his parents marrying because of his mother's unexpected pregnancy and their subsequent divorce. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesse is in a a failing marriage with a woman he married because because she had become pregnant. He didn't become pregnant. (laughs) Soon after the film's release, Ethan Hawke's real-life wife, Uma Thurman, whom he had married married (laughs) while she was pregnant with their first child, filed for divorce for adultery. So definitely definitely some parallels here, for for better or for worse. Uh, And before sunrise, Celine says she believes in reincarnation. When Jesse brings it up here, she says she thinks it's silly uh-huh. so changing changing times For nine years a lot of time to change and uh celine says to jesse you're a scorpio i'm a sag sagittarius uh so we get along that's a quote from the movie uh but they these don't. are actually ethan hawks and julie delby's uh uh, Real signs oh i believe so my true my, zodiac my little signs. fact yeah. got cut off uh so but I do believe those are their real zodiac signs, and you know that might uh, serve, or that might service their chemistry in the movies yeah. in this trilogy because um, I think they get along pretty well. Um, so in this project, both as a screenwriter and an actress, uh, Julie Delpy was hired or approached for the role, of course. But her agent said it was a stupid movie, quote that nobody is no one is going to see and asked her to go to the gym instead he uh ended up firing her as a client the day that she disobeyed him wow and decided to go on with this movie which i think is the right choice uh finally in before sunrise street poets soliloquy contains the line we have no idea where we're going meanwhile in before sunset the nina simone song they're listening to in celine's apartment contains the line Similar but opposite. A matching line. I know where I'm going. So some some fun facts before my phone dies. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Should we get into the plot of the movie? I guess so. Yeah. It's it's walking and talking. Well, before we start the movie, we realize that something changes everything, and that Criterion secretly has a (laughs) subtitle category. Yes, it does. It's not featured in the menu for the movie. How was I supposed to know? I know. I found this out because. This isn't a movie. Matt needs subtitles. This isn't a movie I want to watch without subtitles. Yeah. Um, it, there's just too much going on. Too many uh, synonyms or homonyms <laughs> that could be misinterpreted. Um, it, it's just 
I, I need subtitles for this. Yeah. And we discovered uh, on Google, because I was Googling it, if this does have subtitles, because I know Criterion is famous for not including them. Turns out they do actually include them in most of their releases. It's just kind of hidden. It There's not a, an option for it in their menus. There's an option for it within the media player in which you're watching. Yeah. So if you're watching it on a PS4, uh, like we were. Go to options shout and out subtitles to Sony. and you'll find it. Go to options and there's an option for subtitle. Um, I did ship bricks momentarily when... You tried it on the title screen, and it was like, subtitles are not available. But then once you actually hit the movie, the movie starts, and you could change the subtitles to English. Thank God. We were able to rest peacefully. Yes. We survived. And, um, yeah, you know, I assume if you're watching a VLC, there's a subtitle option within the player, but not within the discs menu options itself. There's, eh, I don't know why they did it this way, but Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm very happy to know they do include subtitles. Mm. <laughs> uh, we open the film in Gay Paris. Oui. Uh, and I, my first note, uh, part of my French, is now they are together, fuck you all. <laughs> For no reason. Hey, that's fair. I, I felt that they were going to get together in this film, and I said, and I predicted it, and I think it happened out. Uh, we find did, that you, did you know this movie takes place nine years after I the did. original? Yeah, okay. I, I read my, I did my research on this, but I didn't spoil it. That's good. But I did find out that it was filmed nine years after. Yeah. Well, not just film, but takes place nine years after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ethan Hawke's character, Jamie? Jesse. Je- Sorry. <laughs> is a novelist. And we get constant flashbacks to the first film when he's talking about his new book about his fling in Paris. Mm-hmm. And then who should be there but another than... Julie, <laughs> uh, Celine. Celine, Julie. The Cosa. one that got away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just watching from the sidelines, and I thought this was effective, um, but at the same time, kind of heavy-handed. Be like, you need to watch the first film to understand what's going on here. A little bit. I think at the same time, I do really like how they leave it ambiguous. Like you don't know if they're together at this point, and she's just there supporting him, or if he's genuinely, you know, surprised to see her and is like, "Hold up, we haven't seen each other in nine years. Yeah. Like, what's going on with you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know about his next book and yeah. he's trying to put the pieces together I do like how meta this like Q&A session was like you know do you think they got together people are wondering uh, just as if they or just as they had been after the first movie and um, I think there's something really meta that happens but I forget the exact quote is it at this point where he reveals he has a child or is that no, later on? That is later on. Because I put child worrying about love. That could have been him or like his actual child worrying about love. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we we could see he's kind of if iffy about love, but he finds uh, Celine, and I put down here that it's very scenes from marriage from Bergman. It's nice. the same movie. That's awesome. So I think you would like this, except way more abusive in one of those movies. Well, <laughs> but same concept. Film this. over a certain series of years, and then. This Come back is, up on this couple. This is more cutesy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Celine saw that a month ago that uh, Ethan's character would be here. And she showed up at this book signing. Yeah. And it's one of her regular haunts. Yeah. And we, we get this where we just see her face and we're like, oh, shit's about to go down. It's yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, when I first saw her uh, in the screen, I, 
I thought that's just in his mind. Oh you know? yeah, could like be. It was just a yeah. thinking. Wishful wishing, thinking, yeah. yeah. Wishing that she would be here. Mm. Yeah, well, I was really surprised when it turned out she was <laughs> actually there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he couldn't believe it. I mean, right? I it's like, how did you know either. I was here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out of all you know places, out of the whole world, and where they could be. Right, and also, does that mean she heard everything he said? Yeah. Answering all those questions. Yeah, yeah was she so. watching so. the entire beginning yeah. of the movie? She was there just forever, just watching, <laughs> waiting, stalking, <laughs> creeping. Uh. Um, at this point, I put down um, Ethan sees her. Obviously, they reconvene, but it's very like nonchalant. Like, oh, you're here. Uh, we should walk around the city together. Sure, why not? Uh, yep. And he questions her, why didn't you show up in Vienna that December? Or she questions him. I forget who does what. But. Uh, she is the first one to ask, like, you know, did yeah. you show up? Uh, and he's like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you did. How stupid. How <laughs> yeah. childish. Yeah. Silly man, you showed up. Uh, uh, but she reveals that her grandmother died on that very day. Sure. Yeah. I believe that. I think that's true. That yeah, part's honest. True. I know it's true, there's, but there's it's nothing. very, very it's suspicious. Very yeah. yeah. Nothing to indicate it wasn't true. Uh, but Ethan's like, yeah, I showed up, but it's nothing. We shouldn't worry about that. He went. The grandma died in Budapest, but he was there. Um, but wait a second. So how do we know he actually went there? Because that's he true. also asked, yeah. oh, did you? Yeah. Like, did you go when she asked him did you go and he was like did you go first it could well, be I his like he was trying to play it off that. too but I could yeah. see that too he lied about it I think yeah. he was trying to be more defensive and be like really, um, trying to be more guarded like oh I'm not going to tell you if I went unless you also didn't go then I'll right. say I, I didn't go either he shows like high I don't know security issues. Yeah, from the first yeah. movie to now. Right? Yeah, he did not want to be vulnerable in that situation. Uh-huh. Exactly, yeah. but at I the think same that's time, fair I think though. He's yeah, also showing more as a player. You know, like be, being like, I I can't answer your questions until you tell me your yes. He's nagging her. Yeah, accordingly, <laughs> I can tell you my answers. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because he still so. lies. She just realizes that. I don't know. He's still, lying very I'm, quick. I'm yeah. still his doubtful that he actually went there. I just feel like... No, I think he did. Mm, okay, that's my opinion <laughs> that he might not. Yeah, we find out that Ethan flew home right afterwards, and then we get... Uh, Celine, Cecile? Celine. Celine. Uh, <laughs> saying that, oh, you probably thought I was a French bitch or slut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but... Uh, well, I like their... Um, yeah. How they throw barbs at each other. I think it's pretty effective. Um, uh, again, pretty natural. And uh, she's very upset about... You know, not seeing him, but like all the other things. Like, oh, you must have felt so bad. My grandmother was dying. I had to be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they had three to four years to write for one another, but they didn't because they didn't have a last name or an address. Yep. So it was very no tricky. phone number. Yeah, it was very tricky what to do. Uh, Julie, uh, sorry, I keep saying Julie. Celine works for Green Cross, which is a nonprofit organization trying to care for people and uh, care for the environment. Right. Yeah, we we get that. Like, she's kind of more like I wouldn't say liberal, but all over the place as opposed to Ethan's character, who's steadfast in his way. Yeah. Well, I think she has more maybe going on. <laughs> 
yeah. than him. He has the book, and he's touring for the book, but we don't really get much glimpse into his other passions. Mm-hmm. But he's you know, jaded, she's... definitely, right? He's... Eh, yeah, I think they both are. kind of over it at the same time, but she... Yeah. I, I feel like she's putting a little more effort into humankind at the same time. Yeah. She, she seems more loose. She doesn't believe in a god, or she's atheist. Yeah. Um, uh, Julie says that the world is getting worse. Celine, Celine, Celine. Celine. Sorry, just remind me. I'm gonna Where's keep Julie saying from? that's her actress's name. Yeah, Julie <laughs> Delphi. Yeah, I keep calling them Julie and Ethan. Celine uh, feels like the world is getting worse, and she does this middle finger trick, which I don't remember. She's like, oh, I like oh, that. which, which like, finger do you pick? No, she's oh. like, say stop. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, what? And she's like, say stop. And he's like, stop. Stops on the middle finger. <sighs> And they <laughs> eventually decide to sit down this French restaurant, uh, Ethan's Paris, for a couple of days, plug in his new book. And we do find out that Celine had um, had some schooling in New York City, NYU, 96 to 99, right? Yep. Yeah. So they could have seen each other. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because... Oh, now I'm, I'm tempted to say Ethan. Oh, because Jesse. Jesse yeah. had been living there since 98. So did she follow him? I don't know. I think he would have followed so. her. But, but she was there. I think it was more coincidence. Yeah. Another yeah. coincidence? Likely story. <laughs> There's something going on here. Uh, and Celine talks about one of her girlfriends that was, like, killed? Or someone she knew that she was killed? <laughs> I don't think so. I think she talked about a noise. A noise? A noise at the door. Oh, because she, she answers the police or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She calls yeah. them. Yes. She calls them. Okay. And she goes like, oh, America was so different because the police officer was flashing yeah. his gun in my face going, you're going to need one of these By here. The way, I don't think cops actually do that. <laughs> Maybe if you're a pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> if I were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not true. <laughs> uh, Give me but the wine. <laughs> we just we haven't called any cops recently. <laughs> do you want me to call a cop? Let's for you? do it now, right now, uh, on the pod. Yeah. <gasps> uh, so when swatting helps. But Celine suggests the officer told her to get a gun, and she tries the next day, but she didn't follow through. <laughs> uh, just to plug, how American is a, a kind of different state than yeah. Perry, right? <laughs> Uh, Celine talk versus moon. I don't know what that means. Uh, French not as horny <laughs> as my next note. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sex, 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 sex. Uh, French men are not as horny as American men. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how many American men she was with. Because <laughs> I wonder I like too. Because she, she was there for a while. No, because I think a lot of things she brought up is because she was talking to him. You know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things were pointing at him. Yeah. Might not be what actually she thought yeah might not be aimed at him but like based on experience right Mm. Hmm. that's like a very natural thing of conversation when you compare things in one place to another so it just kind of like felt very natural i like that they put that in there because it just it kind of felt that the conversation was real and natural exactly that's why i like it feels real yeah um nine years ago 94 uh it was a while of time and we put down like um, how Celine's like, oh, you thought I was fat? I'm a little fatty. <laughs> a fatty French girl. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I know how this felt, but... <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, she's... Nagging um, not... herself. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not, like, really self-deprecating, but she's she uses it as a source of humor. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think they both kind of have that darker sense of humor. Like, they're both very sarcastic toward each other. Yeah. Um, and it's been a while. It, they were started off as 23-year-olds yep. just touring, and now they're 32. And Ethan is... Sorry, I keep saying Ethan. Yeah. Whatever his Jesse. name is. Jesse. Um, keeps saying, like, oh, my life's a nightmare. I have a kid. And my, See, uh, that's married. why I don't like him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm married, I have a kid, I have this book deal. I feel like my life is shit, I'm bored, I don't know how right. I feel, I'm very I insecure. Hate my life. Yeah. Right, to me, just any married man talking how shitty um, his marriage life is just sounds, you know, terrible. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense from his situation because. Well, we never meet, or do we meet her in like a scene? I don't know. No. no. But it's an unplanned pregnancy. So basically, I don't think they'd be together if it weren't for the kid but because the kid is involved you know they are together even though he's unhappy he's he's there for his child i mean it's a free country you can divorce her if you don't like her yeah but you gotta think about the impact on the kid too yeah Meanwhile, um, Celine is going around going, oh, I'm doing this non-profit where we give pencils to kids and we realize like how little everyone has and you have to be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And she's totally more grounded in the situation and does uh, not wanting equal depression. No, want is beautiful. Like, I want mm-hmm. uh, new shoes and this and that and that makes me feel more human at the same time. So I don't think we should view want as that way. Yeah. Which it's was interesting. inherently evil. Yeah. What um, are you, Buddhist or something? <laughs> well, I do like what Jesse says, which is, um, it's not about wanting. You know, it's it's perfectly normal and safe and fine to want. It's about not getting upset when you don't get what you want. Mm. You know, that sense of entitlement. Which he kind of is a he, little bit. He is so. a little. He's complaining a about tiny bit. He's his life. He's suggesting yeah, that. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'm not liking him a bit more as we go on with this. Uh, but wasn't Ethan working in a monastery at one point? Or was that Celine? Uh, a a yeah, friend no, of someone's. Visited. visited. Oh, yeah. He tried that. And then, you know... No, and then one of Celine's boyfriends is like, you know, he mm-hmm. used to work in a monastery, but then the monks offered to suck him off. And <laughs> he just left. I think that was a compliment, right? <laughs> I, like I, I guess so. was really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, uh, she was telling Jesse, like, oh, no, you're going to want to hear this. Like, he's because <laughs> right. he's like, I don't think a monastery is for me. And she's like, no, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me. So yeah. they decide to walk around Paris for an hour and a half yeah, before for, his flight. You know, Sail there's, day. There's some boating involved <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and a taxi involved. Right. Yeah. What happened to sail day? They didn't buy anything. That's true, oh, yeah, that's right. We went we shopping. Were, we were reminded that it was sail day in Paris. I don't, I don't think it's sales day. I think it lasts for like a week each time. Ah, uh, sales even, week. Maybe even a month. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's true. They did bring it up and they didn't buy anything. But that is a real thing. I, I remember when I... When I visited, they were just like, oh, yeah, everything's on sale, like, for this month. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Did you buy anything? I'm sure I bought things, but, like, nothing special. <laughs> but I'd, not everything. I didn't have money for that. Well, they didn't buy anything either, so it makes sense. They right. just walked around. That's just a thing they yeah. say. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's sale day. <laughs> right. It's, it's called sold. 
the massive annual French sales. <laughs> of course. Uh, so apparently it's shocking for Americans, but in France, the dates when stores can have a big sale are regulated by law. Hmm, okay. So Interesting. I guess, I guess they don't have Prime Day over there. Yeah. <laughs> the annual winter sales, uh, Sol de Sol d'hiver, and summer sales, Sol d'été, are the only two times a year when French shops are legally allowed to sell items for less than cost and use the word sale or sold in their windows and ads. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. That's when I was there. Yeah, January 10th to February 20th, at least last year. And, uh, that's more than a sales day. That's exactly. Like a sales, yeah, that's why yeah. I said it was like a month. Mm -hmm. A sales circumstance. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. So the translation was not correct. <laughs> I guess so. We don't know. It was the 90s. It was a different time. Well, this was 2000. It was the 2000s. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> Uh, but they're going around going like, oh, we didn't have sex. Oh, it was a perk fuck. And uh, they're discussing their first time in the park. And uh, Celine's like, I kept this journal the whole time about, you know, what happened to me. And oh, no, you you weren't wearing a condom. It was nothing big about that. And he's like, I totally was. It was a bigger deal to me than it was no, no, you. No, she said we didn't have sex. Oh, didn't Not have sex, you, yeah. You right. didn't wear condoms. Yeah, didn't have, they, they didn't have condoms or something like that. Yeah, uh, I had my grandmother's funeral. That's the reason why I wasn't there. And, but they're discussing how it didn't really happen the way they perceived it to. Yeah. And Celine goes back, oh, I'll check my journal, but I, I think it's this way that happened. Did we fuck in the cemetery? No. <laughs> and then they talk about um, just like memory. Yes. You know, they wax philosophical a lot. So anytime a subject is brought up, they, they typically go on to like the greater sense of what that topic means mm -hmm. um, either like environmentalism or being a leader or memory etc and celeste has gotten around as she said celine celine, celine. i keep saying mama celeste celine has gotten around ernestine no, ernestine. Er, ernest and celeste no i'm thinking celeste big lies yeah. yes oh well uh, i wouldn't know anything about that but celine has gotten around and celeste also gets around a little bit in this season mm -hmm. so just so you know uh, so she's been Is that adam scott's character no it's Nicole Kidman's character. Oh, damn. Yeah. But they've both gotten around, and she's totally fine with that. Uh, I put down six-month study, the same? I don't know what that means. Uh, no God. I wrote down a lot of... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Of notes. study. Oh, maybe the study for, like... Yes, the paraplegics and the uh, lottery winners. Ah, and how after six months oh, they're yes. still the same They're the people. same. Ah, uh, yes. People yes. never change. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, the happy people were still happy and the unhappy people were still unhappy with their lives. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she also doesn't believe in a god. And I also put down living in the moment. Uh, do you have a camera? Can? Do you have a camera? I don't know camera? what I wrote down. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, is. Wait, when she said she doesn't believe in God, she did mention that she wants to believe in uh, like everything. Magic. Right, magic. <laughs> something. Well, like, I want something. to believe in magic. Yeah, it's not like magic he, and she doesn't myth. believe in higher power. She, does uh, she doesn't know what is it now. Yeah. But then they sit down on this bench in the park. Yep. And they're talking to one because another. They're, they're joking about having sex on a bench. Yeah. And then Ethan Hawke's like, hey, come here. Hey, here's my right. chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Jesse took the chance every time. Literally. Yeah. And how men are often offended by women. And then, what word do you want me to say? And he goes, pussy. I love the word pussy. <laughs> I love it. Touch me. It. And she's like, well, I guess we've gotten older then. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't like him. It's like every time she's trying to 
express herself, right? Show what she's thinking, and uh, every time she, he's just trying to, I don't know, get, get the sex, get the sex, <laughs> getting to business right yes. away. Yes, <laughs> that's could be. Well, that's mm. the typical uh, male versus female archetype. Yeah. And he suggests that she play a song for him or sing a song for him. And she goes, no, without a guitar? That's crazy. I would never. Mm -hmm. But that little do we know, that's just foreshadowing. And then he drops the bomb that he's married with a kid. She brings it up. You're right. She knew. Yeah. Oh, she knew. She's right she did. About it. She yeah. did her research then. Yeah. I she think was like, stalking oh, him. Was on the computer the day him. before. Hmm. <laughs> no, she said she saw the poster one month earlier. And it says what? Married with kid? Yeah. yeah. Book a little bio. A yeah, short bio. Yeah. Basically, oh. like a successful life with a wife and a kid and a, a book published. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, but that happens, and we find out his wife is a teacher, so I don't know how I feel about <laughs> him parading around France going, Hey, we met nine years ago. Let's do something more, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's got no commitment there. Yeah. Mm. Right. I don't know if there's a ring on his finger. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, I, I'm married with the kids, but you know what? I'm not happy in my marriage. That's why I'm, I can I can't have sex with anyone I meet <gasps> that I have feelings for. Yeah. It's very... Uh, That's why I don't like him. Oh my it's God. strings free. It's like, yeah. no repercussions. She ain't gonna know about right. this. It's a little... It's tough. It's a little it's... skeevy that we don't get her side of the story, the other woman. <laughs> yeah. In this scenario. But it does happen. And uh, Jesse eventually calls and he's like, you know, we're, we're gonna go on this boat. Pick me up over here. Let's do this thing. Take your time. And she's like, no, you're going to miss your flight. You need to go. But he constantly says, no, I thought no, I it's fine. It's fine. I we're have gonna, more time. We're going to arrive early anyway. Where am I rushing to? <laughs> uh, and then we get this shot of Notre Dame when I went, oh, oh, oh no. That's the big meme from the last right. uh, few months. In the oh, arms That's why this movie the resurfaced. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, they're like, uh, but I don't think uh, Notre Dame will be he around here forever. I think you know eventually they're gonna, it's gonna come down and they're gonna build on top of it. Or no, they said, uh, do you think uh, Notre Dame will be here forever? And it wasn't. <laughs> little did we know, yeah, that we'd be watching this a little bit afterwards. <laughs> um, so you know, you might have seen this movie before, audience, even if you didn't recognize the name. Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy on a boat discussing the fate of Notre Dame. Yeah, I put Celine can't can't read my <laughs> my writing. <laughs> See anyone? Oh, she can't keep like a stable. All her boyfriends go on and and move on. Right. Uh, she she has like a moment where she gets very upset, like. Um, oh, yeah, everyone like, I try to date goes on and gets married and then tells I me think, how good love is. Yeah, and like, I think that, uh, that that was also triggered by him, by meeting him. Right. Because he was also showing, like, um, tremendous interest in her. But then, as a married man, you know, it's like, then it probably it definitely reminded her about every man she dated ended up marrying another person. And... Uh, thanking her <laughs> for helping them grow 
and being mature and uh, teaching them how to love another person and how to care for another person. It's just a, you know, it's kind ironic. Of like, a, <laughs> like a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I really liked her getting angry at that I part. Know, I like it too. It's like yeah. a slap. It's like a slapping on the face by the flattering words he said to her. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree with that. Uh, but before that, uh, sorry, I forgot to mention that she also mentions that she was in New York while he was like in New York. Yes. And right. he yes. he says he saw her at this street and this street and she's he, like, oh, uh, I yeah. lived on he 11th and this. Yeah. 13th and Broadway. I was there, so it could have been me. Yeah. yeah. She was living two like, blocks away. Yep. He got married there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was on his way to his marriage. Yeah. To right. um, so the ceremony. And, you know, in the realm of this movie, I think he did actually see her. Yeah. But nothing very possible. Nothing came from it. Oh. So it's interesting. And so he then, thought it was a vision. He thought it was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, Celine does say that men need to feel essential yeah. during this. Yes. And Hashtag feminism. Yeah. We all need to feel essential. Uh, and they're talking to the driver, like, driver, let me off. I need to get out. I, I, I can't stand this. No, driver, drive on. We need to get her... <laughs> To her place and they're the fighting. The driver was like... <laughs> I know, right? Like, Would well listen to I just, I just need to make this money. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, I, I guess he... Towards the end, he figures like, well, he's the one who's paying me, so I guess right. I'll listen to him. <laughs> and we get... Yeah. <laughs> but he is conflicted yeah. in, a, in a pretty funny moment. We get Ethan's character going, can I talk? Yeah. <laughs> can I talk? And she's she just on. talks over she's him. She's going and on and on and on. She's no. just in the middle of her emotional rampage. About him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to leave. No, no, you can't. Uh, and they kind of, uh, they talk about sex. Like, we had sex twice, you idiot. Do you think I couldn't remember that <laughs> she reveals like she did remember this? Yeah. And it and was all a lie before. And he's like, why didn't you say that at the time? And she's like, well, women like to pretend no, like, like some things. No, like, what do you want me to say? Like, we had sex twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, well, she definitely says, like, women like to pretend right. uh, some things and then blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think there's some there's some truth in that, though. I think she was kind of at the beginning testing him. Oh, she's much see, smarter she than him. She wanted to see yeah, if he remembered it. A thousand times think, over. Yeah. No, I think she knows that he remembers it. She just wants to see, like, how much it affects him. Right. Or how much it means to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, which we don't find out until later how much it meant to her. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we yeah. find she's out more and more as it goes yeah. on. I think she she's insecure. She's casually like controlling this whole day. She's like, yeah. "Oh yeah. no, we're gonna go back to my apartment. Oh, you're still here. I guess, <laughs> you know, I'll have to go upstairs and pet my pussy." <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you guys noticed it, but the um, like, um, the scene of them going upstairs it was very slow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a long staircase. Was, yeah. Oh, she was the, going up like shot, 10 flights. Walking up the stairs was right. yeah. oh, was very like, And they out. weren't winded, exactly. so I'm like very this is unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Very tense. Right. We're sitting there like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And, you know, uh-huh. he tried making uh-huh. conversation during that like casual conversation. He says, uh, "God, I love these old staircases." <laughs> and she just <laughs> no, <it's more> like, <laughs> God. And she was like, "I'm busy. I'm I love busy these thinking. old staircases." Basically, she just doesn't respond at all right. and then it's she was like, like I'm too busy thinking. Complete I don't know. silence. But before we get there, she 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 pulls up and she's like, um, "All right, I guess this is goodbye. Got to catch a plane." 
And he says to her, no, I want to hear one of your songs. And she's like, no, I simply can't, but come up. Uh, this is my cat, my pussy. I love my pussy. And we find out she that... Didn't that. She didn't said say that. Well, she said kidding. You're thinking yeah. of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Am I thinking... Did that happen yeah. last night in yeah. uh, Once Upon a Time? In Ho- oh, yeah, we, we all love pussy, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Uh, this is my kitty. I love this all. This is Che yeah, Guevara. Che. Yeah. che Guevara, my yeah. cat. Call me. <laughs> have to put that in there i think it's good i like the callbacks it again it all just uh, rings off so natural how the, the cat was really lovely <laughs> it was a cat yeah hey not all cats obedient. are so <laughs> obedient <laughs> exactly cat. yeah didn't bite <laughs> didn't try to run away they just pick him up and they here she hold this saying, thing right, yeah <laughs> hold this thing yeah. <laughs> it's and a cat i was like oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> i guess i'll do this but are we meant to assume that, like, her parents are down there since her parents are playing the actual characters? Like, hmm. did they meet afterwards? The ones that were uh, barbecuing no. when she's like, well, uh, our, our apartment has this thing, like, the guy who comes out who's grilling and then the the, well, the woman who comes out is like, stay, oh, he's cute. You need to... Stay tuned for next episode, uh, next uh, sequel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we my may, goodness. We yeah. may, Tell uh, me they are not together. They may get answers to that. Being together. Yeah. No, there's no way. Oh. That's good. I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> it could happen. Better. They cannot. <laughs> Why would they be related if they weren't cast as actual people in the family? It makes no sense to cast such a minor role as someone who's related to the main actress. Yeah. So I know this is not a fair ob- observation, but I feel like Jesse, right? That's his yeah. name. He's like the combination of all the weaknesses from all men. And then she's yeah. like all the strength. Com- from, all women. from all women. Yeah. But I also felt like Jesse was more of a douchebag in the first film. Yeah. I was definitely like, I um, so he, was. He, he was constantly like, this is my idea. We're riding the trolley together exactly. and I so want to. B- like, b- I suggest that we go for a walk together. And then he was definitely trying to have sex at every, at every, <laughs> every waking on moment. The yeah. <laughs> but then even they went to that pinball cafe. Thing. I remember. <laughs> Oh, I don't yeah, know. I yeah. feel like he's a, even a bigger um, douchebag in this one. If oh, it's possible. Because he's married. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's married. He wants to get off the leash. Yeah, this is a, a film troubling. about him, like, going, yeah, I succeeded in getting rid of this right over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. But I also, at the same time, think it's very sweet that they meet up and <laughs> exactly. he, he sits on her couch. He's like, play me a song. And she goes, I got it, the guitar. They put on some Nina Simone. So, you know, we're feeling it right now. And she sings this cute little song about him. Yeah. What What's he supposed to do? There's nothing. I mean, she put his name in the song. He can say, you're such a great songwriter. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I want to connect you yeah. with some of my, you know, publishing the field friends. <laughs> oh, just the odds. Try to be helpful. <laughs> the, the odds were stacked against Jesse and Nameless Woman's marriage. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. You can't compete with this with that. that they had nine years ago yeah oh and they have no kid he doesn't have to worry about that he could stay a bit I mean, he can just move on and marry happily yeah. he can't just uh, you know i don't like how he appeared to be all miserable and be like oh this is just my uh, someone See, i met in college but he like didn't that. seem yeah. miserable until he met her like i feel uh, like he would have been the type to i don't know to push through it he might wait have until said he met. That. Like There's if he would have never saw her again, uh, he would have just pushed through it and been like, eh, "It's a thing." Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. he wouldn't have been happy. But well, no, he wouldn't have been happy. Like, he would have fulfilled his responsibilities. Yeah, 
Uh, I think I he's. Know. I think he they still would have felt bad ten about times it. Times in four years. That's oh. in the movie. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say that's something irresponsible. Yeah. Mm. That I guess. Yeah. But the movie ends suddenly with her inserting, "You're gonna miss your train." Uh, I mean, miss your plane. Sorry, miss your plane as she's dancing, and he goes, yeah. "I know." I know. She, she's in fade char- to black. She's in character as uh, Nina Simone. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, it's a great quote, great ending, I think. Yeah, out of nowhere. When yeah. it faded to black, I was like, I want more. I, I want to know. know what happens. I love that uh, feeling. I thought this would spark that feeling within uh, you guys. Yeah. All right. So, pizza ratings on this podcast. Oh, I don't man. know if you're aware. This seems short, right? Yeah. Oh, we're Lord. only on an hour. I mean, it's a short movie. Yeah. yeah. Really, only 80 minutes. It's so hard to discuss and, you know, boil down all of the points. Like, this really is a movie that you have to experience. It flows naturally. It's a movie you have to experience just because... It's a trilogy that you have to experience. Well, that's true. All of the points, all of the... Uh, significance is in the dialogue it's in like the nuances of the acting and the charisma etc the little things all the little details and they said that themselves Mm -hmm. in the dialogue yeah Mm -hmm. right I feel like it's a conversation anybody could have with anybody yeah Yeah. even though did they buy anything at that little cafe or did they just leave a tip no, they 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 bought a coffee (laughs) and she ordered a citron pressé I think which I think is orange juice or maybe lemonade. No, orange juice is jus d'orange, wow, Matt. Citron. Come on. Hey, Matt, you're not the, only, you're not the only one who pretends to speak French on the podcast. But citron is citrus. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah? So, so Greg, yeah. Have you watched this movie before? No, I've seen Before Sunrise. <gasps> but I had not seen this one yet. Okay, so that so. was the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. Before Sunrise. Yes. Okay. So now we yeah, have to... One, actually, I won't... Mm, when I saw that one, I felt like I probably would be like relatable or something if I were in college. Or, yeah. You know, like well, they're like college-ish age or yeah. supposed to be. They're in going the first through. One. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the first one. In the first one, one yeah. 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 And this one, I really feel. Oh, it's so good. So, like, oh, he's everything... got a book deal and he's still complaining. <laughs> Come on, he's taking a European tour. Yeah. <laughs> What's the complaint no, I mean, about? Everything she says, I'm like, whoa, totally relatable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the I, last I, movie, I was like, oh, don't do that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I also found her most relatable in both movies so far. Like she, uh, she knows what she's doing. She's kind of, you know, pulling yeah. the strings in this relationship right here. Yeah. Imagine if there's a cut where she like has cutouts of Ethan Hawke's character <laughs> just on the wall, just. She does. Get him. I'm oh, gonna get him. Fun fact: when you're uh, <gasps> she look, does when you're looking at the photographs <gasps> in her apartment, there is a cutout article. Talking, oh, like I think a review of his book. Oh no! Oh. She's stalking him. Never got over it. Yeah, <laughs> he probably did the same thing. If she bit. was famous, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, he had to hide it from his wife, though. Oh yeah. True. And little so, baby. So this waking up in the night. Yeah. Could be My just sweats. a performance. You know, by her that prepares for maybe four years. Yeah, she's been practicing for nine whole years. Oh. This whole yeah. her event in her mind, her song and dance, if yeah. you will. I'm gonna find him. Well, then at least she didn't get married, and, and I'm have gonna a take baby him. and try to be, you know, miserable in the marriage. <laughs> yeah, Where's she- the horror cut of this film? Damn. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Well, on yeah. this podcast, we like to do pizza ratings before we go. That's uh, they give the this slices. Yeah, you know, of course, come in eights. Yeah. Eight 
out of eight is our top ranking, and you give a little spiel about why you like the movie, why didn't you like the movie, and how it equates to your pizza rating. Um, so would anyone like to go first in our pizza rating segment? I'll go first. Uh, oh! <laughs> All right. Since I'm, I've never been here, and I'm probably well, you've, never you've gonna be. Well, you've been here, <laughs> but... Okay, I've been here, but... Not on mic. <laughs> True. Okay. So I think I'll give it... A seven out of eight. <gasps> oh, oh, pretty high Only because ranking. it's like a conversation that uh, I would have or everybody could have when, yeah, yeah when they have mature thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Till 29. <laughs> and not mature thoughts, but I think a history as well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that... I think really elevates this movie and even the the flashbacks were kind of like Bergman where it just gives you direct clips from that movie and it yeah. expects you to be like you've seen this movie before <laughs> I don't need to explain that much to you right. which I also enjoyed um, I I would give it I say I don't remember what I rated the first one so if this is lower forgive me because I think it's higher than the first one but I would give the 6.5 pizza slices for the same reason. I thought we were okay. friends. I, I was real close to a seven. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to see where this this last movie goes. Yeah, which I, I don't know if it. I'll ever pick it. But maybe Matt will. I, I thought I'll it was very interesting. You before you do. Um, I'm going back and forth whether I like this more than the first one. Uh, the first one got me more than I... Like, at the first point of the, the movie, I'm like, this is stupid. They're just going through conversations, yeah. you probably, discussing. You probably didn't give it a high pizza rating at first. Yeah. But, you know, if uh, it grew you on had me. to rethink it. So and uh, I'm interested to see higher. where these characters go. So yeah. 6.5 seems about right. It is very realistic. I feel like this is a conversation mm-hmm. people could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it feels like there's an ulterior motive behind the scenes <laughs> here. Someone's pulling the strings, no, trying to get much. them together. Oh my god! Yeah, or or the guy, or even the guy is uh, Ethan Hawke's character is like, yeah, I'm gonna hook up with her. I'll find her eventually. I didn't write that book Damn. at all. Yeah, I started this tour just to find her. Yeah, well, he does kind of say that. Yeah, he does. I I was hoping that you you come see me sometime. Yeah. So six point five. It's high. Yeah. You know, it's not a whole pie, but it's mostly there. It's a good time. Greg, would you like to go? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it seven. Seven out of eight pizza slices. Almost a full pie. Um, I did like... I, I love the little details. I think the the character of Celine really does a good job of... Uh, even like with the with the whole emotional breakdown and everything. It, it's, it's just really... It's very real. Um, she, she hasn't gotten over it. She's freaking out. Um, and he tries to butt in and she just doesn't let him talk. Um... <laughs> So it's it just another example of how, you know, how real it is. Um, it's a real conversation. It's a real, real experience that they went through. Um, and I do think that there was like this whole talk about uh, fate and, and if they were meant to be and wh- whether, you know, them cu- getting back together now for this another day. Um, was it pre- prescribed? And, you know, it, it just... <laughs> It's really nice. Um, I did like it a lot. Very nice. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll go last. I'm going to give this uh, the rare eight out of eight <gasps> pizza oh, slices. By you. Bias. Bias. Shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. I just, you know, I, I love this movie. It's, it's just so real. If you don't like it, screw you. <laughs> 
It's I half our fan base. You feel like it. You two don't of them. have a Bye. life. Go get one. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like how so I'm many. Sorry for pissing off your audience. <laughs> oh, what audience? What audience? <laughs> Greg's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just love how so many things come together. I again so natural, but not even just natural. It's very uh, meaningful um, to both of them. So many things that they discuss, um, even if it's not meaningful on its face value just like with everything with the history between them with um the place where they're at or the respective places where they're at in their lives just makes so much sense and this is what i like seeing out of movies you know i mean it's not a traditional movie obviously you know no real third act climax no real first second or third act i mean maybe a little bit but it's it's walking and talking and this is why i love uh richard linklater and the two leads and uh kim kazan the other uh screenwriter and it's just it's uh it's pure bliss i love watching it unfold in all of its highs and all of its lows wow. and all of its uh uh mistakes and uh happy accidents and uh you know things that they got down pat got down flawlessly yeah just seeing all of it come together hmm. i really like it interesting yeah yeah is that your first eight out of eight i think i gave primer an eight out of yeah, eight yeah i I've think, been, we, I think been, a lot of us gave primer an eight out of i've eight. been a little bit more generous and i think i otherwise mm. would maybe it's the booze but that's the beauty <laughs> of the beauty of the format yeah lots of uh uh happiness and graciousness to give around well interesting Hmm. that's that's my uh lesson that i learned from before sunset all right where can we find each other on social media when people want to stalk you i mean find you after nine years and meet you up in a a parisian book (laughs) signing well i'm not gonna give out my phone numbers uh just we were so young then (laughs) what's a phone or an email i don't know it was a different time (laughs) it was the 90s Uh, So I'm just going to say, you know, anybody who's interested, meet me at uh, train station track number four (laughs) at uh, Vienna on December and December 6th. Please don't do that. Giving people false hope. (laughs) They're going to show up and they're not you're not going to be there crowd. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's where you can find me. You can find me. You're not going to find him. there. Yeah, I'll go last. You can find me last (laughs) after these two. Oh. Uh, you can find me at the Iowa State Fair, August 10th. <laughs> yeah. I'll be next to the butter cow. <laughs> Ooh, the butter cow queen. Wait, what's a butter cow? Is it a cow made the of butter? butter? Cow. Yeah. It's a uh, you know, It's an annual tradition. There's uh, a person that's designated. They take about 600 pounds of butter and they mold it into the shape of a oh, cow. No. I'm that butter, how American! Some wholesome Midwest fun. That butter yeah. could be used for. You better so much get something more. deep fried. Oh no, they they reuse the butter yeah. from previous years. Oh. It's recycled butter. Ah, okay. we don't. It's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> butter don't spoil. I guess. Oh no, it smells horrible. Oh okay. <laughs> it's it's years old butter. Yeah. Oh lord. So wow. Maybe I won't visit you. Yeah. Maybe I'll visit and uh, start a new YouTube channel dedicated to eating. <laughs> things in the the butter cow queen yeah yeah i am butter queen (laughs) i think they have uh deep fried butter they have deep fried everything that's a big state like a stick of butter deep fried bread so it's butter surrounded by butter yes (laughs) everything deep fried 
Yes. Would attract Matt. <laughs> as long as it's not a vegetable. It's true. Yeah. Well, I've had deep fried ice cream. That's basically a vegetable. Oh, I right? haven't yet. I it's need just that. fried ice cream. It's not deep fried. <laughs> oh. April, where can well, they find okay. you? We need to invent so, that. So, you can actually find me by username. Was slash or something April <laughs> underscore underscore April on in Instagram. I but thought I thought that was your private. I one. thought it was That's April River Horse. One, yeah. So you can't you, you can uh, send a request to f- <laughs> and I maybe I'll acknowledge you. No, 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 I won't approve. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> so yeah, you can find me there. Right. <laughs> you can look. You, you can find touch. Yeah. <laughs> right, you can find my name there. Good um, to know. Right, and uh, I'm a very private person, so I won't approve. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> and you can find me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and you can follow my other podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, where we recently looked at all the Studio Ghibli films. That's Ooh. right, we finished them all, and we had our annual first and last annual Goro <laughs> Awards. Voting on our finale. Some may say series finale. I don't know. No, no, it can be. I'll never tell, but I think you could expect a little bit more in our future. Um, And before we go, I guess I have a few hints for our next movie, which may be sooner than you think. Yeah, we could be meeting up real soon. I have to say, it's very similar. I'm not gonna have anything for Moose Boosh next time. Well, I don't think I will either. We'll just listen to the other one talk. (laughs) I'll I'll Skype in. Whatever. Yeah, you you should. We we. We killed our last member, so. From, from the <laughs> I was wondering what yeah. happened to him. We don't want him here anymore. He's not aligned with our views of the podcast. He said that Hereditary was a eh movie, so. Uh, yes. Maybe he'll repent and earn our favor again. Yeah, but um, my hints for the next film is it, it feels very similar to me in the vibe of this film. Okay. It relates to the parlums of Summer Lovin'. It is a, a hot film where Lovin' is involved. It is a musical, and we will be finding about... kind of a musical. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. A musical with more than one song. Um, And we will find out both about gummy bearschen and the origin of love. Is that gummy bears? Gummy gummy bearschen. Gummy bearschen. That's gummy bears. Maybe, but I'll never tell. All right. I think it sounds like a sex act. Yeah. Gummy (laughs) bearschen. I'll give you a gummy (laughs) bearschen around the ducks. I don't... (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, Exactly, April. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night and get home before sunset. Or you're going to miss that plane, baby. I know. Thank you for joining us for another installment of Nightcaps at the Theater. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for providing the track Four Way by William Ross Chernoff's Nomads, an edited version of which you're hearing now. We at Nightcaps sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If that's the case, or even if it's not, please remember to rate our show on iTunes and leave a review. It really means a lot. Good night, and binge responsibly.